Hello, 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 hello. You're listening to The Dispatch on St. Andrew's Radio. I'm back. Exams are done. And the actual show has started. The actual show has started. It's no longer me fretting about exams, having no content at last week. Although, thank you very much to Danielle and Liz for coming on the show. Um, you know, that, that was a bit last minute, but, um, you know, we, I really appreciated it. They really came in and, and, and really helped out. Anyway... Today is the Friday 6th of May. It's kind of cloudy outside, but we have a very, very special guest in the studio today. Very special guest. <laughs> and he's going to be making his radio debut. Actually, we have two guests. We have two guests this week. One's uh, a regular on both <laughs> The Dispatch and Few Radio, but we'll mention him later. He's not getting his moment of fame yet. But, hello, Francis. How are you? Hi. <laughs> Francis, do you mind uh, telling the people... What your name is, what you study, where you're from, and your credit card details, please. Uh, I'm Rob. I, uh, <laughs> and the mic's broken. Wait, 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 wait. Move your mic down. Move your mic down. Down. There we go. Yeah. There okay. Okay. Go. That works. Okay. Uh, the hi. mics are fiddly. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm Rob. I once went to Greenland. <laughs> and, uh, no. Uh, I'm Francis. Uh, I am a PhD student at the uni. I live with Rob, and I do judo with Rob and Tom. That is correct. Mm. What do you study, Francis? Uh, chemistry. Chemistry. Uh, yeah. And specifically. What do you like? What you're a postgrad? Uh, yeah, I'm a PhD student in my first year. Have you done so? Did you do undergrad and then you did masters for a year? I did undergrad and integrated masters at this uni. Okay. So I came in here in when did we start? 2016. 2016. 2016. Yeah. And I'm still here. <laughs> so Francis and Rob started at the same time. Mm-hmm. If you remember when Rob came on the show. Rob was the uh, the one with the degree that had come on. I said the only guest with a degree. <laughs> now Francis yep, come yep. on, and Francis also has a degree. Yep. But with all due respect to Rob, Francis is going to be a doctor mm. by the time I graduate. <laughs> doctor Francis. In 2025. Doctor Millwood. <laughs> Eventually. Yeah. 2025. Yeah. Oh, so you'll be. Oh, for your 2024, like me. 2025. Oh, it's okay. four year. We're graduating together, Francis. Mm, sorry. Hi, Rob. Hi. Hello. Rob's back. Thanks for reminding. No, Rob's that, back. Oh, yeah. Rob's yeah. back. Um, we yeah, like to have. Uh, this has been the the two weeks of getting guests back on the show. Mm-hmm. I had. Oh my god, my chair just fell. My chair just went down. Oh no, you're slightly smaller than. I'm you back. <laughs> no, oh, so look. last week we had Danielle and Liz who came back um, as guests, and this week we got Rob X coming back. Woo-hoo. Are you excited to be back? It's great. I love this show. You love being on radio now. Yeah. You just love talking. Oh look, yeah. So I like the sound of my own voice, apparently. So this week we'll be talking. Narcissistic. I mean, <laughs> you love the sound of your own voice. Do you just listen to the part? Do you listen to like the show? I skip with through me? the bits that where you were talking. And you're not the only one. Most people do that anyway. <laughs> Most people do that anyway. Well, this week, you know, after a few weeks of doing a bit of a uh, of fun on the show, and you know, in the sense that we didn't actually do what the show's about, we're going to go back and talk about you know like a bit more slightly serious stuff. By slightly serious, I mean not very serious, but we're going to talk about, obviously, like your research, judo, and I'm just going to cover a t- few tidbits of news. Mm. Sounds good. And just good. have your reactions to it. And feel free to interject at any time. Uh, I know Rob does that a lot. Um, <laughs> but, you know, honestly, feel free to interject at any time. But first off, Francis. Yo. Your research. Yeah. Is there a specific part of it? Like, when, when, when you come in as a PhD... Is that something you're specifically researching? Yes, you're typically given a project. Well, it depends on the, the subject, but for chemistry, you're typically given a starting project, and then it expands and it evolves over time. 
uh, especially if something doesn't work originally, you'd have to rethink the idea. And then at the end, you'll collect it all into a thesis. Um, and, and you won't include everything. You'll just include the, the stuff that you think is, is worth it. And then you may publish a few things on, along the way, and most of the time stuff doesn't work, and you mention it never again. And <laughs> what is your research specifically at the moment? Uh, how detailed do you want my discussion? Go ahead. Okay. Keep, I, I know I know nothing about chemistry, but this is then afterwards you get into the breakdown of, this is not even for the audience, this is for me, mm. being like, okay, Francis, I'm an idiot. <laughs> but first off, <clears throat> explain it to the, all the very smart people that are not me. All right, so I do organic synthesis. Um, so effectively I make, or, or organic synthesis is about making molecules. So you start off with little molecules and you add them together to make bigger molecules. Um, and you can kind of think of that as like Lego stuff and you start off with little Lego bricks which are like atoms and you collect those into a smaller Lego piece which would be a molecule and then you can add them together and change the color of the Lego bricks to to change the, the final thing and those end molecules can be drugs they can be the screen in your phone uh, the stuff that makes the light for the, the, the device um, and, and basically those kind of things so you start from zero, pretty much? You start from the cheapest starting material you can buy, and then you build <laughs> it up over time. That's yeah. fair. Yeah. Is there anything that you found specifically like in, in, in your research that has like, either surprised you, or it's something that... like Because you said you, you, you publish things along the, published articles along the way. Have you done that yet? No, no, no. no, no. I, I've, I've only been starting since September. Um, uh, yeah, so it, it, t- it takes a while to, to get a result that you can actually publish. Fair. And uh, then it may just be rejected because it's not good enough. As yeah. in rejected by like uh, a su- like supervisor? Or uh, the the publisher. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. When you so specific so far, like I mean, how have you found it compared to? Because you're talking to someone here who struck well struggled through science all the way through high school. I came in, and this is um, uh, well, none of you know this before, but actually, no one here knows this. As university, but mm-hmm. as a little kid, mm-hmm. I was very much into science. There's oh. this, Aww. there's this. Um, what happened? <laughs> well, math happened. Oh, but yeah. there's a show in France called it's called in French "C'est pas sorcier," which means it's not sorcery. Oh, okay. Like it's not witchcraft, right. and it's just uh, these three, like two guys and this one lady, and they um, kind of go around different parts of like the world and stuff and they kind of like talk about different sciencey things mm. it's literally it, it's anything it's it's meant for kids but it's like still really good as like an adult like a lot of like french adults just watch i mean stop now but it's like, like they would just watch it as well mm. and my thing when i was a kid is my parents would ask well adults would ask me hey what do you want to do when you're older and i'm like nine ten like eight nine ten at this point and my dream at the time was that I was going to be a scientist and I was going to create a serum that would make people live forever. <laughs> and everyone was like, yeah! Yeah, no, you do that! Yeah, no, you, that'll be great. You'll, you'll, you'll do great. You'll do great. And then I found math. And math went from what's one plus one to times tables, which I struggled with a lot. Mm. And then it got to high school math which got even worse. And then, yeah, it kind of mixed math and science together. And my dream of creating an immortality serum went down the toilet, and now I'm trying to be a journalist. So you, you could theoretically think about that as though you're keeping history alive. 
the history of people. There you go. Maybe you created a, a serum. Thank you. You're keeping people's memories alive. Oh. That was really deep. That was very yeah. deep. Like, <laughs> I don't want to like you to feel bad. So that was very know. deep. There you go. You're welcome. Getting back to Francis' <laughs> research. Um, so yeah, so pretty much just like I, you're talking to someone who really does not understand much. He tried very hard. He, me, tried very hard, and it did not go well. Um, so. Is there anything that you find, like, in terms of your research that you you would be able to, like, you said, like, in terms of making computer screens and other aspects that you can apply, let's say, like, outside the lab? Um, well, I mean, the skills that you learn are very sort of, you, you can do anything with them. And actually, on the on the subject of the maths keeping you back from science, it's unfortunate because when you get to the stuff that I do, maths isn't actually that prevalent. You type in what you want into the, the computer program and it'll tell you the right amounts of stuff to weigh out. Mm. And the amount of math you have to actually have to do is not very much. Mm. And so it's unfair that math was the barrier to you doing science because a lot of the stuff that I do is basically sort of like you understand the how it happens and then you can make judgments and decide on trends and, and look at that. But you don't actually need to be good at maths. And how would your, your like aspect in chemistry like what you're because you said um just going back to what you said to me because these are big words and technically english is my second language <laughs> so is it organic synthesis yeah specifically photocatalysis yeah and mechanochemistry yeah i know my parents didn't do well in science either <laughs> it's a bit of a family trait i think none of us my grand apparently was good in science but then she became a a <laughs> she became a, a, a elementary a primary school teacher and then she retired early on. So you said organic synthesis, which is, if I remember correctly from what I was, I was very kindly explained by Rob yesterday. It's carbon and how things, you said, like, getting, like, things like from atoms and trying to... Yeah, molecules. You, st you start off with small molecules. Okay. A molecule is just a collection of atoms. Um, and then you combine those molecules into bigger molecules that serve a purpose. Um, and then... Specifically, what I do, I do photocatalysis and mechanochemistry to give the brief explanation of what those are. A lot of the time when you need to make those big molecules from two smaller molecules, you have to give it energy somehow. And typically that involves heating it, and sometimes you have to heat it, like, a lot. You have to, yeah, yeah just heat it with a lot of energy. And that's quite energy-intensive, so the alternative you can do is you can uh, shine light on it and you can give it energy that way. And so that's photocatalysis. And then the other way to do it is to hit it really hard uh, with a ball, and that's uh, mechanochemistry. So that's essentially <laughs> grinding things together. Um, so you'd start off with two solids, and you'd grind it together. And a big problem with organic chemistry is that it uses a lot of toxic solvents, which are not very good for the environment. And if you can just bash two solids together and it makes the end thing, you've got a really good thing. So what are you hitting specifically together there? Like, what specifically in terms of... Is it atoms? Is it? Uh, you start off with two smaller molecules. Okay. You hit it together, and it makes a bigger molecule. Oh, so is that like, again, bear with me here, and I'm going to say something very stupid, and you're like, no, Tom, you learned this when you were 16. You should have known this. How did you forget this? Is it like, if you think, um, you think, I don't know, like uh, carbon monoxide? Yeah. Is that the same idea, that like you got like two, like carbon, and you got oxygen? Yeah. 
and you put them together. Is that the same idea? No, that okay. would that would be the fusion of two nuclei, which is uh, not actually possible at the moment, um, <laughs> except in stars. Um, no, uh, so those are two atoms, and you would combine that molecule with another molecule. Okay. Oh, okay, 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 okay. Understood. Understood. I'm getting there. I'm getting there. This is mostly me trying to impress my chem teacher because he asked to get a pint with me this summer. He thought my mum was like, she said, oh, yeah, Mr. Kelly wants to get a pint with you this summer. Right? Mr. Kelly wants what now? Yeah. But, yeah, he's cool, so I'm going to try and impress him. This is, this is not even, we're not even recording right now. This is just me trying to understand. No, I'm kidding. Um, you should change the show name to Educating Tom. I mean, at this point. <laughs> at this Tom point, learns. Yeah. At this point, it's either Tom learns or right. Tom hasn't done his preparation. Readings. Yeah. And we're ready for, you know, like, yeah. you know, nothing to make sense on the show. So is there anything, like, compared to... Because you start off, like, if you're undergrad, right? Obviously. Yeah. And as someone who's doing, obviously not science, but undergrad, it's very much, like, learn this. Here you go. Yeah. Do this. You know, you have to do it. You don't really have a choice. Yeah. Um, now, is it very much like you look at that and you're like, finally, like it's 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 kind of my time to shine. You know. Yeah, I wouldn't say it's my time to shine. Um, yeah, it's it's a lot more independent. And when you first start, it's like a big shock. Um, as like, oh my god, no one's telling me exactly what to do. And you su- you do have a supervisor. And uh, it depends on your relationship with your supervisor, how hands-on or hands-off they are, and that would be independent for everyone else. Um, but it is a big shock to sort of think, oh, I have to plan my day, I have to motivate myself to do this. Um, when stuff doesn't go wrong, you have to figure out why it didn't go wrong. Sometimes you just don't know. Okay. It, it's a lot of... Um, I would describe it as a lot of like really depressing moments when stuff doesn't work, and then even when something tiny works, you're like really happy, or when your supervisor just says, "Oh yeah, that's nice," and you just like feel amazing. Because lab work always fascinated me. That's the thing. Like in terms of specifically lab work, I'm going to get to you. I can see you. You want to? You want oh, to see? No, no. I'm going to get to you. Rob's oh. actually a chemist as well. Oh. That's what I was going to mention. Yeah, that's what I was going to yeah, mention yeah. as well. But. In terms of, for me, like, you know, I said, like, math was a big issue and everything, but I loved labs, even, mm. like, in, in, in bio, which I, three months, I mean, to be fair, I wasn't, my, f- bio was my freshman year of high school, all I did in freshman year of high school was I'd come home, and I'd get on my computer, and I'd play, like, CSGO for, like, six hours, and I just wouldn't do my homework, and I surprisingly got okay grades, but, like, so, it, I always said, like, you know, I was failing, like, those first th- three months, no, no, sorry, those three months of second semester, but when I look back at it, it's not because I was not really understanding it. It's because I did nothing. I genuinely did nothing that semester. And then in 10th grade, I was like, I should probably pick myself up here. This is, this is going to be not good in the long run. <laughs> so, but even in bio, like, I love, like, um, I remember, I forgot which. Oh, this is, this is when I was 12 years old. It's my first year in secondary school, in French school. Mm. We literally had, like, this, this pellet of, a, of an owl. And we were just, like, digging things out out of it. That was the, the experiment was digging things out out of it and saying, like, understanding, like, what they eat and stuff. Mm. And I was like, this is sick. This is awesome. Like, it's, it's disgusting. It's, 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 actually, it's actually poo, yeah. <laughs> it's disgusting. It's disgusting. But it's, like, I'm learning about, like, this organism. Yeah. Because there was no math involved. But, yeah, so specifically in terms of the lab work, because I know, I mean, I was texting you yesterday because you're mm. coming to see me in main bar. Mm-hmm. And you're like, well, I'm in the lab. And a number of times mm. I've heard, I'm in the lab. Mm. And you said to me before, Judah, I'm in the lab for mm. something. How, I mean, because we referred to most of your geology aspect on the last time you were on the show. Right. Speak about your chemistry yeah. aspect. 
yeah. Um, so mine's a little bit more procedural than Francis, I think, because I I have a procedure, and that's kind of that's been studied and it's been used over and over. So I'm kind of I I take a rock powder, crush crush a rock, get a powder, and then I extract uh, the sulfur from it using a chromium solution. So we sort of what what's it what's the, well we. We we take the chromium solution, we then reduce it, and then we put that into the powder, and we react them together, and that extracts the sulfur. Okay. Yeah. What about you specifically? Like, in, in like you said, like with energy, and you yeah. said you get really like you said it get really hot. Yeah. Can you explain specifically what you mean by like like? Because I'm guessing. I mean, how do you get it really hot? Uh, well, you use a hot plate. Or like a heating, like a like like mm. your cooker at home. Okay. You just oh, heat yeah. it on that. Um, for that's for organic chemistry. Uh, because you do organic com- chemistry in solvents, and a solvent is effectively well, water's a solvent. Um, but you typically use organic solvents, and those are pretty toxic, and they have boiling points from like thirty-five degrees all the way up to sort of two fifty degrees, and you you go in between those. And typically, for those uh, heating reactions, you have to heat it up for a long time, so several days sometimes. And is there... So you said with your, you got a thesis, because I was thinking... At you, the end, yeah. Yeah. Is it mostly at the moment you're just trying to experiment with everything and trying to... Th- you'll end up finding something, and you're like, I want to write about this. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, and along the way, you'll, you'll go to various conferences, you may present your work. Um, you, if you're lucky, you get some papers out of it, um, and then at the end, you make a thesis, you write it, and then you have to defend it against some experts who come along and sort of tell you what you did terribly. And you're like, well, this is why I did it like this. Right. It sounds just like IR graders. Basically, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Is there anything... So, and obviously, you know, it's, it's, you said it's a while away until you write the thesis. Or, yeah. But is there anything so far which you've, which you've maybe thought... Like this could be it. Even even if it didn't work, is there anything that you you we looked at at the lab and you were like, no, maybe not a eureka moment, but you looked at it and you're like, that might be it. That might be something. Yeah, I, I think so. Um, but I don't want to get ahead of myself because it may just be garbage, <laughs> and I don't want to don't want to hype it up too much in my own mind because yeah. then I'd be just even wanna, more disappointed. Do you want to tell us what it was? No, I don't. I don't. Okay, no worries. Crystal on a filter paper. No, 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 I don't, I don't, don't, don't do that. <laughs> fair. Okay, fair enough. What about you? Have you found... Do you have to write these? No, you don't, right? You don't. I write a thesis, oh. yeah. Mine's a little bit shorter. I think it's 30,000 words or something. Oh, yeah. 30, mm, uh. Well, Rob, Rob's <laughs> is a year and a half work, whereas... Uh, that's, Wait, uh, how long is yours? Uh, four years. Four years. No, how long is your thesis? Oh, um, I don't actually well, I think, know how I've, it was. I, I think I've, up to 80,000. That would be the word limit. like open-ended? Like, no, I think there is a word limit for chemistry. It? It's about 80,000. That's just like a little book then. It, oh, it's a big book by it's the end. It's a big rambling <laughs> yeah. one, yeah. Did come into the Bible of Francis? The, the book of the, the, Lord. B- the book of Francis. <laughs> be the world's most boring book next to the Bible. Find it. <laughs> I'd read it. I'd be like, you know what? Cause you, I, I'm, if you don't have math, you know, if you write, you actually know, here's what you should do. Here's what you should do. You have the thesis mm. right, that you present to your um, you know, graders or the different professors. You then have a simplified version. Which is written for a five-year-old, but it's written for Tom Ooh. at the bottom. That'd be cute. I'll dedicate and it all to you. And I'll read it. I'll read, I'll read like, you know, the simplified version, I'd definitely read it. The other one, I'll try my hardest. And uh, But then the reason why I say I try my hardest, because then I'd send you messages and be like, Francis, can you explain this part? And you'd be like, 
no, because you've had, you know, first off, you should have passed 10th grade chemistry. Secondly, this is eight years of work. See, right. this is a shame, because right. yeah. your, your curiosity is exactly what you, you would you need. Make, why, yeah. why you'd be a good scientist. Yeah. And it's just a shame that the maths sort of prevented exactly. that. I just think it's okay. like, I think the worst part for me in math was the equations. And which is like, all my friends like really like them, but I just could never like understand them. I mean, if it was like mm. balance, I mean, balancing an equation, I end up being able to do fine in the end, but it's like most of my friends could do it in like, you know, we started learning it well, in eighth grade, so I was what, like 13. They could do it by the end of the week. They could all do it. No issue. It took me like three months and I had to stay after school to get it because I was just like, I don't, I don't, I don't understand. I the I don't. thing with maths is it can cause um, a feedback loop of anxiety because when you look at a question, you're like, oh, you're taking back a little bit and then it's like, oh, you've got anxiety about it and then you just keep perpetuating that cycle when you like look at the next question, you know. So I think, I don't know. It's fine. I'll go back. Out there. <laughs> I'll go back to my high school and I'll be like, you know what? I'm taking your class again this summer. Yeah. And I'm gonna get an A plus. I'm gonna show yeah. you. Show well, you. you know, actually, maybe that might be so true because there were some things that I struggled with learning when I was younger, and I come back to them now. And I'm a bit more comfortable with just the process of learning. So you might find that. Well, to be fair, I think part of it is just me. Like, like I think it's just my brain's just not ready for like numbers. But like, I'm talking like very basic. Like, I remember. I think I've told you this, but I'll say on the show. Um, we had this, I forgot what it was, but it was like this, I forgot exactly what it was, but it was a chemistry equation. And I think we were balancing something. Mm -hmm. I think, yeah, we were, it was balancing something. And the first part of it was just you had to multiply three by one. And my chemistry teacher, knowing that I was bad at math, he said it like in good fun. He just said, okay, well, let's start off with the easiest one, Tom. Are you ready? And I went, yeah, ready. Got this. He goes, okay, three times one. What is it? And I was kind of laughing, obviously, because you know how bad I am math. You know, it's obviously the simplest thing in the world. With my whole chest, <laughs> my whole chest and pride, I was so happy that I'd gone this right because I said one. Uh. <laughs> and the class stops. Everyone looks at me and I'm like, I got it. <laughs> I got it. Look at you. You don't think I, I wouldn't get it. It's the easiest one. I got this when I was seven. And then he goes, repeat that. I'm like, one. I then look down at my paper. And then, like, slowly the gears start grinding in my head. The little hamster just starts to decide he's going to step yeah, on the yeah. wheel again. Get going. Yeah. And I just went out loud. just went, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> and my mum, I think, was in the hallway or something at that point. Because she went, when did you scream, oh, no, in chemistry class? Because she works at my school, and I went, mm. I, I don't, don't, I can't talk, talk about that. I can't talk yeah. about it. It's <laughs> too embarrassing. Okay, well, we're at the first song break. Um, Francis, what song did you pick? What, what I have, uh, I can't swear. Uh, <laughs> what song yes, you can. You uh, can. Don't Take the Money by Bleachers. And where did you pick it? Why did I pick uh, It's It's in my top five songs. Yeah. and Of all time? Yeah, of all time. Mm -hmm. Fair enough. Now I haven't listened to this, so I'm getting quite I'm quite excited. Just listen to the tiny like like tinkle in the background. It's like okay. So this is "Don't Take the Money" by the Bleachers. Uh, soon to be Doctor Francis will be back with us on air, and soon to be Mister Rob. Mister. <laughs> no, soon to be um, soon, to, soon to have master, a master. Master squared. Soon oh, to have master squared. Rob will be back with us in about uh, in a few minutes. So see you after the song. We'll be right back. That was 
Hold on. I can't hear myself. There we go. That was Don't Take the Money by Bleachers. That was very good. I really like the twinkle in the background. Yeah, that was really good. I really liked it. I mean, I have a playlist going for the show um, of like the different songs that I played. Mm. So it's a bit, you know, discombobulated because it's, <laughs> it's all over the place. Really. Yeah, you have like yeah. like the one week where I had uh, these two guys, Patrick and Callum, and you know, it was like only rap in the studio. And then you'll have like, mm. the, like you know, the other weeks where it's just not, mostly not. And then it's just like a bit all over the place. But I mean, yeah. I'm going to save that to my own. Like, not just that player's mind, because I really like that. Rob jokes that all of my uh, my songs are the same... <laughs> tempo, yeah. Yeah, all he jokes that they're all the same, because they all have the same tempo. And he may yeah. be right, but, you know, you find what you like, and you yeah. stick with it. Well, exactly. Rob did tell me this um, when I first thought about having you on the show. He said, oh, uh, what, what, what music does Francis like? And he went, I thought he had said, which he didn't, but I thought you'd said, he has a playlist where every song is the same tempo. <laughs> and I'm like, that's serial killer stuff. <laughs> it's not. It's not quite all of it. There's like 500 no. songs on it. It can't all possibly be the no, same tempo. No, that's the, no. But I thought like it was like a specific one. It's like this one is tempo 123. Oh, oh no, <laughs> it's not that. Specific. Which I'm like that. That is terrifying. Like just Francis like walking down the street with like his steps. Your steps are just like on the tempo. It's like a 30 beats per minute. Song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Really like, like, but you have yeah. to go in exactly like that yeah. step. Yeah. I mean, yeah. So that was very interesting and. If I have more science questions, I'll come back to you. <laughs> I'll finally get to understand why Mentos makes... Right. Good Everyone that's listening, me and Francis have just had an intervention with Tom. We told him that he undertakes scientific <sighs> inquiry and he needs to believe in himself. It's too late now. <laughs> you could have said this to me when I was 14. No. You had the chance to tell 14-year-old Tom... Don't doubt yourself. Don't you can do this. Do it, bro. But it's too late okay. now. Now you just have to doubt yourself. But it's too late now. I'm not going to go, hey, guys, can I, can I do science now? It's never too late, Tom. Fine, I'll do it. I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll, but you are quite far down the road. I am quite far down the road now. Just give up. You give up on. I've picked my honors classes for history. And well, I was a bit of a mess, so I'm trying to pick that. Finish this thing and then and then see what you feel yeah, like yeah, after yeah. that. <laughs> I finished my degree. I do a master's in journalism. My parents are waiting for me to apply for a job. I'm like, can I go back? To, to <laughs> I want to do chemistry. <laughs> I want to do the physics. I was pretty good at physics first semester, actually. And I look back on it. I did do quite well. Second semester, though, was um, very math-focused because it was uh, planets. And I did distance like a planets to Earth and stuff. And that just messed with my brain, like, big time. Big time. Anyway, moving on from your research and your work, because mm. I want to, you know, I know it's you literally like it's literally your job, so I don't want to dwell on it too long. <laughs> Francis, uh, I don't know where I heard this, but I know Rob. I mean, you can confirm this. This is a, it's a rumor I heard. Oh, right, okay, yep. Francis does judo. Really? Really? <laughs> Francis does judo. judo? <gasps> it's kind of most of my personality. Yes. <laughs> I mean, you are like. Um, well, I said to people, I said. They said, who's Francis? Well, it was Danielle, who's been on the show twice. She said, who's Francis? And I go, he's my judo coach. And mm-hmm. she's like, oh, like, uh, like, I'm surprised you had, like, she thought, like, judo coach meant, like, someone who's, like, 50-something. <laughs> yeah. John Buchanan size. I was like, no, he, he, right. he's, tw- he's 23. And she was like, your judo coach is 23? I'm like, yeah, you could also... Internally, I'm, like, 70. I'm like, no. <laughs> well, no, Rob said every song should be the same tempo. And I thought you were going to come in with, like, some, like, like real, like, like, classical stuff. This is, like, really, like... No, nah, you need the energy. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, so judo for you. So for people who don't know, which you should probably know by now, we've had, this is now the fourth judo person to come on the show. We had Powell, we had Frederick, we had Rob, and we have you. And we have Tom as well. That's 
Well, yeah, I'm the guest now. I've become the guest of my own show. Yeah. So, Francis is our coach. So, I mean, we have three coaches. We have Francis, we have Ben, we have Karen. But Francis is pretty much the one who's always with us every session. Francis is pretty much like, you know... I mean, Francis is a black belt in judo. He, you know, I, I've had a few judo coaches because I did it in my youth. But, I mean... Well, I mean, in terms of obviously, like, I, I love Karen and Ben's advice and Karen having gone to Commonwealth Games. But in terms of, like, my favorite coach, it definitely has to be you. Oh, don't make me blush. Um, so can you tell us a bit in terms of when you started judo? Because we all know, like, we were talking with Frederick, how, like, I, I met Frederick for coffee the other day. And we, because he, he found out you were going to be on the show. And he was just talking about, he's like, Francis, an assassin. He's like, he's so quick. Like, you come in, you turn your back, and you're done. You're on the floor. It's like, it's not like, I wouldn't call it brute force. He's just an assassin. He's just right there. He's so quick. And he was like, like he was like blushing, like speaking about, like he, he could talk about like how great you were. Oh, so, dear. When did this all start? Uh, I was, four, okay, so originally um, my mum did judo after I was born to try and lose like uh, weight. And uh, so when I was three, um, she, she, she quit her job when I was born. Um, she was also a scientist and a chemist. Um, and she went along to uh, evening judo classes once a week and for adults. And she would bring me along and I would sit on the side of the mat. And when I was three, I ran onto the mat and, and started doing the judo with the adults. And I started properly when I was four. Uh, so I guess that's 19 years ago now I started judo. And whether I still do it because I've just done it for basically the entire time and don't know what else to do with myself or... I mean, I still enjoy it. So it's just I, I I wouldn't be able to not do it. Because you started, you said. So would you call age three? When would you call age four? Like when you probably uh, when I when it when it wasn't me just like like stumbling around with a bunch of adults who actually okay. did it. And when I actually started, I was four. So that's around the same age. I mean, when did you start? Ju- when you say here, you started judo. Rob's a brown belt. If you forgot, yeah. Okay, I eight. eight yeah. <clears throat> so Rob and I both talked about how we both quit at one point. Mm. Um, I quit so I started when I was five and when I lived in France and I quit when I was 11 mm-hmm. so I'd done six years mm. is there any moment and you said how, how were you when you how were you when you had your break well it was, it's not quick to say quick because we're back so how, when was your break <laughs> I think I was 12 so I'd done it for four years about I think and you joined back in first year when you were first year here okay yeah. so it was about a six year break yeah sort of like was there any moment for you where you were like almost, almost thinking like I can't like I'm gonna quit this, or was it always like like there was any not really any idea in your mind that you could ever quit judo? I I, I think there was. Um, I don't think if if you do anything, it mm. doesn't matter what it is for such a long time, you're going to have at one point a sort of moment where you're just like oh god why am I doing this? And I I think there was one time, but I can't remember why, and I'm glad I didn't. And I'm still here, so yeah, it's good. That's one of my biggest. I mean, I don't know about you, Rob, but it's one of my biggest regrets that I quit. Yeah, because no, I was actually like, right. I, I've said, this, like, I mean, in the club, I mean, it's mostly to do with just the fact that, like, I mean, obviously, I have to work on my technique, and you know, uh, I need to work on my strength physically. But mm-hmm. you know, it, it's fair to say, just and this is not me knocking myself. It's just in general, like, in comparison to other members of the club in Randori, Randori is sparring for people who don't do judo. I usually end up on the mat. When I was a kid, I was usually the one putting people on the map. Mm. And I look back at it and I think if I carried on, like, I'd be in a completely different level. 
today. And because I feel judo is one of those sports where if you're in a rut, you know, you're, you're, you know, and, and you're not doing well and you're losing, you're slamming against a mat. Like, it's not, <laughs> it's not like, uh, I guess, like, you know, like football, well, football where like, like golf, if you like hit the ball, yeah. The oh no, I lost like, my oh, ball. Lost ball. Oh no, but actually, you're, you're getting powered. Yeah, it's, it's really, like in, I mean, any and anything yeah. like a rut is annoying. But yeah. I feel like when the rut is, you get like absolutely body slammed against a mat. It's especially like when because when I quit, I I just joined like this Japanese school because I was in Japan at that point, so it's kind of like a bit more advanced. And, you know, it was, like, those classes where, I mean, I'm going to talk about, you said you went, because I know you went to Japan at one point. Um, it's when you get to a bit more of these advanced classes, and, you know, it's not really, I mean, you're controlling your opponent, obviously, but you're still throwing them hard. And I think that's when, like, you really, like, kind of all got to me, and I was like, I can't do this anymore. Yeah, well, like, I think you went through a bit of a trial by fire being thrown into their... Um, yeah. <laughs> as a kid <laughs> because if you're not prepared for it it's quite a they were shock. smaller than me though oh yeah no 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 they, they're just like they do it for their entire time I mean in Japan there are like universities and stuff where you do judo and mm. that's like your degree oh okay um, and, and so it's I mean that's where it's from so that's the, it's the same as learning to walk to them really isn't it in some sense well they probably yeah. do one before the other but yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well they do it before they learn to walk yeah they, they was to be fair to be fair my, my brother's my, my, my brother's wedding is 2008 so I was like, well, like six. He's, 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 ni- he's 19 years older than me. And I think it was two, 2007, 2008. And me and my f- my friend, who's... Tech- he's my dad's ex-wife's kid, but not my half-brother, because he's from, like, the new partner she had. Sure. <laughs> Lines. Okay. Um, we were just sat at this, like, kind of, like... Uh, it, w- it was a square table, and everyone... So the adults were there, but it was just a kid's section. So we were just, you know, because we were friends. We were, like, both six. And in the middle of the square were all the babies. So pretty much, it's like, I think it was like the lunch just after the ceremony. All the babies were in there. And those that could crawl slash start walking a bit, not really walking, they all started wrestling each other. Yeah. But like full-on grappling. Like, like one like, like kind of tackled the other. Babies, so it wasn't like they were like fully slamming each other. But it was incredibly funny and very entertaining. They just made me think that like wrestling is just such part of like the human... Is like. It- condition yeah. yeah they were just because like, they were just generally going for it. i'm like there's no stakes in this you're babies you're not getting food from us you can't eat it but they were just fully like going at it like with each other and i was like who who pressed who who angered yeah. who here it's a crucial part of many cultures isn't it i mean like georgia and yeah russia as well and, and uh i mean throughout everywhere i mean the u.s even has oh of, college wrestling is huge in the u.s yeah. when did you i was good when you went to japan mm-hmm <laughs> When was that? And what was that for? Was that specific judo? Or? Uh, yeah, it was uh, at the end of second year of uni uh, in the summer. Um, I got to go with uh, one other person from my old club. And we spent three weeks doing judo over there. And uh, I was I was not the best before I went. But after I came back, I was like, I was, I was pretty good. For and someone who doesn't do it professionally. Where Where was this? Uh, I went to Tokyo, which is a phenomenal place. It's like one experience. The food is amazing. Was it the Kodokan? Yeah. Uh, well, we went to. We actually went to like a uh, a kids or like a high school um, dojo, um, and then we also went to the Kodokan, which is where the university guys train as well. And then uh, we went to. Well, no. So no, we went to one of the unis, which is where the university guys train. Would you know which university this was? Uh, was it Waseda? Uh, no, it was not. 
I can't remember off the top of my head. This is just this is not even for like an audience. This is for me trying to reminisce living in Tokyo. Um, uh, Takano no Baba, Takano no Baba is a train station that we stayed. Near. Do, you, do you remember what color the the, the train line? It was the, blue. Was it dark blue? Yeah, it was the, the one meter. to Westida. Uh, oh, okay, so it was the meter line, the one of the eye. Yeah. yeah, okay, yeah. I took that to school. Ah, yeah, it's 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 a really nice city. How do you it, take a train line to school? Hmm? You put it in your bag. Sorry. My goodness. Ow. You know what? I'm kidding his mic. Anyway, Francis, <laughs> this is... Where is he? It's blue? There you go. So anyway, Francis, uh, back oh, to p- you Put him me. back. Put him back. I need him for, for support and comfort. <laughs> I'm only doing this because Francis is here. We're not done. This is carrying on afterwards, okay? So is there anything that, like, you would say, like, what did you learn specifically from that experience? Um, I don't know. It was just doing it a lot, I think. Um, they, they, it was basically just on the mat twice a day. Um... Uh, every day and just doing the same thing for that amount of time I, th- I think this stands for everything if you do one thing a lot you happen to get better at it <laughs> fair and sometimes the improvement's not immediate but it's like yeah. you'll, you'll feel it yeah what would you say is your proud what would you say is your proudest moment in judo so far i have enjoyed doing judo at this uni uh, the most um something something about seeing people either just starting out or coming back to it um, and like getting to, to like earn new belts and, and grade up and uh, compete uh, was was really good and then that sort of seeing them compete uh, I think probably allowed me to do better in the, at the same competitions where I've competed with them so I, I think that definitely judo at uni Rob what's your proudest judo moment? oh I suppose it's intervals, really. Um, I guess the the time that I stepped back onto the mat, yeah, um, that was a good feeling. Um, my first ipon in competition, um, and getting my brown belt, I suppose. Francis, um, the real reason I brought you here today, and you, I think you have an inkling of what's about to happen, is you have to stage an intervention. Why? <laughs> oh. We've talked about how you know I've quit judo before. You know, at a time where I was, you know, progressing, I think I, I was just under, just about to get my green belt. Rob's quit before, but I think, I mean, obviously, like you, you, you can tell me if I'm wrong, you know, but I think when you're so close to reaching a goal, you know, you know, you're, 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 you're touching it with like fingertips. You shouldn't quit then. No. Right? <laughs> Especially when you're 30 points away from your black belt. <laughs> Rob. Yes. Will you? <laughs> will you? Do you, do you the honor? <laughs> will you do me the honor? <laughs> Are you ready? Will you? What? And this is from me. This is from mm-hmm. Liz. Mm-hmm. And Francis probably say, Tom, don't do this. Stop pressuring him. Right. But okay. cool. will you uh-huh. get your 30 points? I will. This summer. I promise. Will you get your 30 points? Uh, yes, I You're will. So I mean, I will try. You're so <laughs> close. So cl- You're so close, Rob. Mm. Would you say how yeah. close do you think Rob is? He's, I mean, he's, he's one grading away. He's, he's one event away. One event, Rob. One event. <laughs> Don't quit now. Okay. You've got this. You've got this. I will do it. You'll do it? I promise. Thank you. This is the only reason you can... No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> is there anything you said you could you think like you could apply to like from judo you found? Not just not just obviously the physicality, but just in terms of... Because you know it's like the whole like gentle way and like... Yeah. That you found you... Not just like applied to life, but maybe applied to like... Like we tie back to your research or anything. Is there anything that you've... Is it maybe perseverance or is it? I think that it's the confidence it gives you 
because um, before, well, as, as before, I uh, had done judo for like a long time. When I was like a kid, I was still not very confident, and uh, definitely sort of like doing the coaching as well and like teaching it helped build confidence. I definitely wouldn't be able to be here without it. I'd be a completely different person. I'd be a scared little blob. I think so. I'd be a bloblet, yeah. Bloblet. I, I can see, because I was always very scared as a kid. Mm-hmm. And even while I was doing judo, but then it's more like... It was... It was. It, I mean, it was around the time I quit, but it was just before that. It's kind of like I started to like grow out of it. I'm still very... Like, but I'm talking like I'm, I was a kid that like if anything went badly, like, I kind of curl up mm-hmm. into a ball. And, like, like as a child, as a child, not necessarily, like, I would cry, like, the smallest thing. Like, I, I would drop something. It wouldn't even break. I'd just <laughs> drop it. And I'd be like, oh, I dropped it. No. no. And I would, I would just start crying. Now, obviously, uh, you know, I got older. That helped. But I think as well, like, just that, I feel like, because you're so vulnerable when, like, you get, you know, hit against the mat that it's just, like, and you get up, and you're like, well, I'm fine, you know. I mean, on the, on the dropping thing, sometimes I drop something in the lab, and maybe it doesn't break, but I still cry. To be fair, I, would, I, uh, I have been told that you have explosives in the chemistry lab. I mean, yeah. So I wouldn't want to drop those either. No, don't do that. No. I think, yeah. You can cry for some things, I think. That's why I no, I mean, uh, to be fair, actually, maybe the real reason I'm not a chemist is because I would drop everything. It's main, same reason I don't work in bar staff. Right. It's because I just drop everything. If you spent three weeks of work trying to make this one thing and you're trying to weigh it out and you're trying to get a final sort of like, this is how much I, I, I made, and then you drop it and you're just like, oh, and you will actually cry. All right. Well, <laughs> we'll have a song. Uh, actually, you know what? We'll, we will have break. a song break. Of, uh, I just want because I just realized at the time because this has been a fantastic discussion. But I didn't want to talk about uh, Roe v. Wade and abortion in the United States yep. before we get off air. And just because uh, if I do a song break now, then we won't have time to, f- to fully talk about it. And Sounds I didn't want good. to talk about yeah. it. So sorry. I know this is mostly for my dad who loves the song breaks. <laughs> uh, so he's always like, where's the song break? You've talked for too long. No, but I think this is an important topic. It is an important topic. So for those people who don't know, welcome back to news. We've not done news in forever. So welcome back to news. Welcome back to what this show is actually supposed to be about. And, for, and before we start, thank you very much, Francis. Thank you very much. I mean, you know, obviously, you can still speak. It's not You're not, like, cut off because I'm talking about news. Can I just leave the room? No, <laughs> bye. No, but, yeah, thank you very much for, you know, talking about your research with us. And we'll give you another thank you at the end. Rob, thank you for holding Francis's hand. Yeah. And okay. coming in. Um, Rob just held Francis's hand. That is a very clammy hand. <laughs> <laughs> so, Roe v. Wade. Mm. What is it? So, it was a Supreme Court decision... <clears throat> In 1973, which ruled that, where the court ruled that the Constitution, I'm going to say this correctly so I don't mess it up, where the court ruled that the Constitution of the United States protects a pregnant woman's liberty to choose to have an abortion without excessive government restriction. Now, why is that important? Because in the States, there's different states. I don't know where I was going with this. There's different states, you know, Alabama, you know, the federal government is not like the UK where it has all the overreach. States have a lot of their own power, and so it's the question of what is, how much power does the state have versus how much power does the federal government have. Mm. Now, what happened a few days ago? There was a leaked draft opinion from the one of the justices called Samuel Alito, <sighs> which showed um, that the court had reached a majority decision, five to four, sorry, five to three, because um, the new justice isn't in yet. I don't know why. 
but she's not in yet. But um, five to three, um, that they would pretty much overrule Roe v. Wade and ban abortion in the United States. So here's a few tidbits. The Supreme Court is considering a case which challenges Mississippi's ban on abortion after 15 weeks. If the court rules in favor of Mississippi, it will effectively end the constitutional right to an abortion and make abortion rights a decision for individual states once again. Now, why is that a big problem? Um, Because these states, a lot of them, do want to ban it outright. Mm. So in the sense that if you live in those states and they give the you know give the the power back to the state it's 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 you know if you live in those states tough luck type thing in a way it's like you want to get abortion you have to go out of state then again you got to pay out of state fees the hospital so it's just this whole thing there are nine judges of the supreme court six of whom were appointed by republican presidents a draft opinion from one of these judges judge samuel alito has been leaked and contains the comment that the roe v wade judgment is quote egregiously wrong if the Supreme Court strikes down the 1973 ruling, that's Roe v. Wade, then abortion could be banned in almost half of U.S. states. It's a big thing. Um, obviously, it doesn't impact us here in the U.K., specifically because, you know, countries and states, obviously. But it's a big thing that a, a, a supposedly, you know, would um, would you call the United States progressive? Yeah. Would you call, I was going to say progressive, but would you call the United States progressive? A supposedly... The individuals from yeah. the United States are progressive, but some of their policies as a whole. I mean, did yeah. you know what? Do you know what the Federalist Society is? The Federalist Society is a conservative think tank in the United States that picks out law students, and they're like pretty much like, yeah, this one, this one would be good for us. This one would be good for us, and they're so powerful they bring them up to different positions, like different judges. Mm-hmm. Even the Supreme Court, Brett Kavanaugh, who's a conservative judge on the Supreme Court, mm. he was picked out pretty much from university and kind of made his way through. Mm. So it's all these sort of these different, like not necessarily secret societies, but not very common societies that do these sorts of things. But yeah, that was uh, I wanted to mention that because pretty big news. Um, any thoughts? Very sad. Yeah. I yeah. Uh, I, I feel like it's hard to talk because I'm not fully versed in all of that all I can say is you know it's just it's very sad and it's even worse because we can do nothing about it yeah Yeah. I mean I I did want to mention it because it's it's very big news yeah and um, and actually we're not going to end the show on a downer uh, but because I have a little new story plan after this to bring the mood I don't know I don't know if I'm bring the mood up but I just find it wild um, but yeah, it's it's it, we'll have to see where this goes because it's obviously been protests in the street. We've had people, you know, it, it, you could definitely have some justices change their mind, mm. and people, you know, are pointing fingers as to like who's to blame for what. You know, one of the just justices that died a year and a half ago, Ruth Bader Ginsburg, mm-hmm. she was very pro women's rights, but people are saying, mm-hmm. well, if she'd retired earlier, then yeah. you could have picked someone else that could have come in. And yeah. like if she retired like when Obama was president or something, yeah. you could have picked someone to replace her. You know, and so it's it's all like there's a lot of finger pointing going on. But moving on to our next news story. We're almost done, but you know, I just wanted to, to, to bring the mood up a bit with a very quick one. Cocaine found in coffee sent in Nespresso plant. <laughs> say, Swiss that, pol- say that again. <laughs> cocaine was found in coffee sent to an espresso plant. Uh-huh. Sent, sent to... Yep. Swiss police say they have seized 500 kilos of cocaine from a shipment of coffee that was sent to an espresso factory. Workers at the plant in Romont alerted the authorities after finding white powder in sacks of coffee beans. 
Police later found more of the drug in five shipping containers. Initial investigation suggested the shipment had come from Brazil. Now look, I'm not going to say drug dealing is good or drug trafficking is good because it's not. But when there's a but, I kind of respect the fact that like the the game plan here was to be like, what if you just put it in the sacks of coffee beans? That was quite a party they had planned. I was going to say because you know, it's like yeah. it, it's unless like well they poked it, which I guess kind of followed the plan, but. Would you ever really suspect if you're like got a huge shop shipment of coffee? Doesn't really look anything different. I mean, I guess they were caught, so that's you know didn't really go to plan. But it just seemed to me like I looked at it, I was like, that's kind of like that's not a bad idea if you're actually gonna you know like just seemed to me like so it was like disseminated disseminated in the bags of coffee. I think it was no, I think it was just um oh. But they put like packages of cocaine into these. I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it was like within like the the bags themselves. I, I mean, sh- during yeah. during the like the time of Pablo Escobar when he was like uh, getting stuff from um, Colombia into the U.S., they would find like the weirdest places to hide stuff, like in the door, yeah. like inside the door of a car. Yeah, they would oh. hide cocaine. Yeah. There's a there's a Netflix show called Narcos. It's oh yeah, yeah yeah yeah. Is it like so? Wait, when you said inside the door of a car, like like because I've watched Narcos. It's hollow. Uh, yeah, the, 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 the door oh, of a yeah. car is hollow, and the side doors, and so you would put it in those cavities yeah. and chip the car. Wow, that is. I mean, I know they would also have like pregnant well, yeah. people dressed as pregnant women that would come yeah. through. Yeah, and would get very ill. Yeah. And, well, my dad just sent me a message because my dad listens to the show and you just said, you realise why your mum likes Nespresso so much. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so it's 11.58. We're almost done. Francis, thank you very much for coming on the show. Thanks for having me. I hope you had a good time. I, I know you were a bit nervous coming on the show. Yeah, I, ne- I needed Rob here with How me. did you find it? Uh, it was good. You did really well. You did, honestly, you did really, really well. I the think- third time you're making me blush. Stop. <laughs> Stop. This weekend, I mean... I mean, I'm done with exams. I'm I'm fully done. I mean, you guys obviously have work to do because you're postgrads. But you know, I'm, I've I'm gonna start looking for a job. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Sorry, you... that just killed the mood. Damn, <laughs> damn. I don't have to do that for a while. Yeah, I mean, Francis has a job. I mean, we technically have a job, but I mean, in terms of like a big boy job, Francis already has the big boy job out of all of us. So. Mm. Yeah. 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 Francis can tell us what to do. So, anything big happening this weekend? Well, yeah. I mean, for Miami me, Grand yes. Prix. Well, I'm going paintballing uh, oh. for the first every time. Oh, Very it's cool. good fun. And I'm gonna die. Yeah. It's pretty painful as well. Yeah, yeah. And then there's the Miami Grand Prix. Uh, come to Sandy's Bar, the Students' Union, it's the last showing for the Motorsport Society. Please come, Valley. Um, and so that's gonna be fun. Uh, they, you know, they've made a marina out of fake water. I saw that. Yeah. It's not even water. Did, have you seen the meme of um, Danny Rick when he does the? the oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the dive into the swimming pool. I also a meme of a guy like jump, like jumping, like it's like you know the guy that jumps in like frozen lake. Oh yeah, it's yeah, the yeah. same concept. Just <laughs> smacks himself. Right. Well, it's midday now. I know someone else is going to come with their show. So thank you very much for coming on, Francis. Anytime. Thank you very much, Rob. Thank you again. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Uh, you're welcome back anytime. I really enjoyed this. Now, so we're going to go off right now. You can find. Uh, start a dispatch on Instagram Tomich.Wilson on Instagram uh, you can find uh, the podcast on Spotify and Apple Music and uh, that's about it for me this week I'll be back next week as always mm-hmm. this is Before He Cheats by Carrie Underwood my song of the week it's an absolute banger the dispatch Sanders Radio see you next week bye bye